I really think there is an opportunity for the CrossFit affiliates to work with the hospitals mm -hmm. and to say, we have a big piece of, of this puzzle that we can help with. You know, we're, we have the programming, we have the coaches, you know, we have the culture. Mm -hmm. And my hope is that, you know, those gyms um, can partner with the doctors and they can partner with some of the other larger employers mm -hmm. and also with the hospitals that can handle the, the biometric testing mm -hmm. and just put together that same plan that, that we've already done. And yeah. I, I think, you know, it's uh, it's not going to be just one solution. It's not going to be just one player that's mm -hmm. going to make the difference. But I, I think collectively, um, we, we all can lot. make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to episode number 96 with Steve Tenhouse and Josh Newton of CrossFit KMC. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, family medicine resident and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Well, hello there and welcome back to Pursuing Health. In this episode, I had the absolute privilege of sitting down with the men behind CrossFit KMC, which if you are not already familiar with it, is a CrossFit affiliate that's located on the hospital campus of Kirby Medical Center in Monticello, Illinois. I've had the privilege of getting to know both Steve Tenhouse, who's the CEO of Kirby Medical Center and the affiliate owner of CrossFit KMC, as well as Josh Newton, the director of health and wellness at Kirby Medical Center and the head coach at CrossFit KMC over the past few years. And we sat down while we were all in Madison, Wisconsin for the recent 2018 CrossFit Health Conference and the CrossFit Games to discuss all of the nitty gritty details of how their partnership began, some of the lessons they've learned along the way in building their affiliate and their employee health and wellness program, and how other affiliate owners may be able to partner with their own local healthcare organizations to promote a shift from sick care to healthcare across the country. So as you can imagine, this was an incredibly memorable conversation, and it's so inspiring to see what Steve and Josh have built in their own small community. I can only imagine that they're leading the way for other hospital and healthcare systems to follow in their footsteps in this shift from sick care to healthcare. A few quick reminders before we get started with the episode. First, this episode is produced by CrossFit Beyond the Whiteboard, which is the best workout tracking in the biz and the one I've been using since 2009. You can learn more about it at beyondthewhiteboard.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a rating. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some to share here on future episodes. Finally, please remember that although I am now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, let's get started with episode number 96 of Pursuing Health featuring Steve Tenhouse and Josh Newton of CrossFit KMC. All right, so welcome to Pursuing Health. I am here with Steve Tenhouse and Josh Newton of Kirby KMC, CrossFit KMC, excuse right. me, um, and Kirby Medical Center. And I'm super excited to talk about all the things you guys are up to, but I figured it's kind of fun to hear uh, people's CrossFit origin stories. So maybe we can start with, for each of you, how you got into CrossFit and 
um, kind of your path. You can go first. Yeah, absolutely. So I was playing uh, college football, okay. and I was where near at? the uh, Millican University. Okay. It's in Decatur. It's about a half an hour from where we're at okay, now. Okay, in Illinois. And um, was nearing the end of our season, and my strength coach actually said, hey, you should try this thing called CrossFit. I'm oh. like, what? And, um, <laughs> what is this? I can still remember getting on to CrossFit.com. And and this is what, what year? This was 2008. Eight, okay. And so um, it was... Yeah, it was very early, and um, I uh, visited CrossFit.com, and I pulled up a workout called Barbara, uh, and I'm like, okay, this doesn't look too bad, yeah. right? And um, I didn't have a pull-up bar at the time, didn't have an ab mat, mm-hmm. you know, I just had concrete, and uh, so I did my pull-ups and my push-ups, my sit so my pull-ups were on a rafter in our oh, garage, wow. and probably strict pull-ups. had my wife hold my feet while I was doing sit-ups, <laughs> oh, definitely strict pull-ups, um, football push-ups. Okay. Um, my wife was holding my feet while I was doing my sit-ups and laughing at me. Yeah. And I did my air squats to a milk crate that we had in, in the uh, garage. Nice. And just wrecked me. It took me 40-something <laughs> minutes. It was it was just terrible. And um, But ever since then, I've been hooked. And so it's so been... It's instant for you. It'll be 10 years. Wow. Uh, in the fall. So that's kind of how I got started on CrossFit. And then shortly after I had been doing it for probably a year or so, I started coaching. And okay. And it's uh, kind of become my uh, career. So yeah, that's amazing. Well, great timing that you were kind of towards the end of your football career and then had that to transition into. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And were you, I believe you, you were studying. I was actually studying exercise science or yep, exercise science, become, fitness and sport. Okay. I was kind of looking to go the strength and uh, conditioning route in, okay. a, in more of a uh, collegiate setting. Okay. And um, there was an enhancement center, like a sports enhancement center there mm-hmm. in town, uh, Indicator, where um, they were starting a CrossFit program. And I walked in one day and I said, hey, I've been doing CrossFit on my own. And yeah. do you guys need any help getting it set up? And uh, Ken Smith Meyer, the CEO at the time, came down the same day and uh, interviewed me. Wow. And hired me. He was serious. <laughs> and I, Yeah. And he was very serious about getting going and he was excited. And uh, so that kind of... Um, launched my uh, CrossFit career and I did that you know part-time until I uh, graduated and mm-hmm. then I did it um, full-time and I did that in kind of the sports enhancement side of things and um, um, so I kind of got to do a little bit of both which was nice um, that's great the general population and athletes so infinitely yeah. scalable right that, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and how about you Steve yeah, mine, uh, uh, Josh was there. Uh, you know, f- <laughs> for me, uh, I had a friend of mine who had started doing CrossFit, and she said, you know, you really need to go check this out. And I had no clue what she was talking mm-hmm. about. So she said, you know, there's an elements class that, you know, Josh can set you up with. So I thought, okay. So I was going over there, I don't know, late morning. And um, so I was I was getting ready to go, and, and she sees me, and she's like, you going to go to the elements class? I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, you know it's a workout, right? <laughs> I've got dress shirt, wingtips, yeah. and I have my clipboard. I'm going to class. And I'm like, oh, man. So I go home, and I have to find shorts. I found an old pair of Nike Air tennis mm-hmm. shoes in the back of the closet. And uh, so I met Josh uh, over there and um, and started kind of taking me through, you know, some of the, yeah. some of the basic movements and talking about, you know, the scaling, but as well as, you know, the technique. So the best part of the story is we get to the end of it and he goes, now we're just going to do a little benchmark workout. We're going to do 25 burpees for time. Okay. So he shows me what a a burpee. (laughs) Well, he shows me what a burpee is, you know, just, you know, get down, 
you know, get up. And I really sold it too. Like, hey, this is yeah, really yeah. simple. You can do this. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you remember, but I said, so I should probably focus on my form here, right? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> the look you gave me is like, yeah, yeah let, sure. let's let's do that. Let's see. <laughs> so I start doing burpees. And the next thing I know, it's like, I'm just, I'm gasping for air. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I kind of staggered at my feet. And Josh is like, okay, man, good job. That's eight. You know, let's. <laughs> so I realized at that time that I'm going to be there until I'm done. Yeah. And uh, so there were a couple of interns that were there kind of watching this, this whole thing happen. I finally got done with the 25 and just staggered to the truck and got home. And, you know, I couldn't like lift my arms for two or three. I mean, I was so, I, but for me, that was really the moment where I realized just how unbelievably out of shape I was yeah. and that I needed to make a change. And I came back cause we had another, another elements class okay. and, um, and got through it and then just started going to class, you know, you know, again with, you know, with my friend Karen that, mm-hmm. you know, we, she just kind of kept me going and that's, that's been five years ago. That's awesome. So the power of that community and accountability, right? Well, absolutely. Yes. Have- all, it took all that because yeah. otherwise it wasn't going to happen. Otherwise you might not have gone back. I don't think I would have gone yeah. back. No. And it sounds like you had to dig all of your uh, tennis shoes out of the closet, so it had been quite a while since you had done any exercise. It had been a very, very long time since I'd done anything. Okay. And do Um, you have any athletic background growing up or as a kid? No. Not much? None. So that's really impressive. I mean, from all the people I've met, just thinking about how hard it is to start CrossFit at that stage in your life, especially without having any athletic background. Right. Right. So, and in my late forties, yeah, you know, I mean, it was, you know, one of those where, you know, with the family and work and everything, just, you know, typical story, all that kind of caught up to me, but I, but I really didn't realize it until, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I had that, that moment of truth. Great. So it sounds like you both caught the bug kind of quickly. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Instantaneous. Very good. Well, so now I kind of want to transition into what you guys are working on and maybe Steve, you could first just give us a little bit of background on Kirby medical center mm-hmm. as a whole and what kind of community you serve and, yeah. um, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Um, so Kirby medical center is, it's a, it's a small hospital. It's a 16 bed, um, inpatient general acute care hospital serving a rural community of about 18,000 people. Uh, you know, Monticello is a town we're in. Pike County is the area we serve, and it's kind of right in the east central part of of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Typical rural community, farming community, um, and uh, so again, it's been around for seventy five years. I've actually worked there now for seventeen years, which doesn't seem wow. possible. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's something that we built a replacement hospital, opened it up um, seven years ago. And then about that time, started to realize that, you know, where healthcare was going, that we needed to be focusing on keeping the community healthy and not just being there when they get sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which still a lot of places have not figured out. <laughs> so I know. very ahead yeah. of the curve. Yeah. You know, and there, and, and there are a lot of reasons why that we can get into, yeah. um, you know, the, the insurance business and, the, and the, the payer industry still hasn't caught up with that idea mm-hmm. either, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we we just changed our vision statement. We just added a line saying that, you know, and to make Pied County a healthier place to live. Okay. And that was really our way of saying, however we need to do it, we need to have a focus on that. And mm-hmm. that was, uh, and I really think that's when, 
you know, we started thinking about that. We started providing services and developing those services mm-hmm. to uh, document what we already do. And pardon me if I missed this, but so is in addition to being the kind of acute care, do you do you have any outpatient clinics or do you have any primary care mm-hmm. in the system as well? We do. We have okay. three um, three rural health clinics. Okay. Um, we have the one there on the hospital campus, and then we have two other ones that are about 20, 25 miles from Monticello. Okay. Serving. So you're kind of around, integrated in the community. Absolutely. Okay. All we right. We also have the ambulance service, um, you know, in the community and, you know, just a lot of the things that we provide, including, you know, and one, probably one of the most important things is the largest employer in that area too. Okay. And I think that's the unique thing about rural hospitals and rural medicine is that not only does it provide a valuable service, but it's a it's a pretty important economic generator for the communities we serve too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so once you added this sentence to your vision statement, how did that change what you guys were doing or what what did that put into motion for the system? You know, a couple of things. Uh, we, so on the campus we're on now, um, we thought, okay, what, we need to make this an area and a place that people want to come to stay healthy. Okay. Uh, so we developed a one-mile uh, paved walking trail around the campus mm-hmm. that gets utilized all day mm-hmm. and every day, biking, kids on scooters, runners, walkers, crossfitters. Um, and then uh, that was really then when the CrossFit gym kind of uh, kind of came to mind. We said, okay, what, what else can we do? And mm-hmm. And I was, you know, three years into into doing CrossFit and I realized it's like you know this is something anybody can do Mm -hmm. and and again has all the key points of holding people accountable building that community and and that was really kind of the foundation then that uh, that I realized we probably would help best serve a larger community and be able to springboard into other things. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that the planning stages for opening this affiliate I think there's very few I, you probably know better than I do, but very few affiliates that are associated with hospitals are located in the same place. Um, right. So how did that come about? How did you two start working together? Well, we, we knew each other because I was, I was a member at the gym that, that Josh okay. was, the, was, the, um, was the manager of. And uh, so for us, we knew we wanted to create this affiliate. Um, and we also knew, though, it would need to be something beyond just being a CrossFit gym. And mm-hmm. that was really more of a focus on health and wellness. And that's when we uh, opened up the, the position as a director for the director of health and wellness at the hospital, which we never had beforehand. Mm-hmm. And um, then that's when Josh got interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, stepped in as the director of health and wellness in 2016 and um, kind of, you know, everything with CrossFit you know, KMC and getting it up and running from soup to nuts just, you know, came in and we rolled our sleeves up and got it, you know, going. And they were kind of in the middle or kind of the beginning stages, mm-hmm. I guess, of uh, construction. And okay. and so we came in and just got it going. And, you know, I kind of, you know, asked a lot of questions about, okay, what are we going to do with this thing as far as, you know, beyond CrossFit? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's been so in June of 2016 our Mm -hmm. you know initial plan was to open it and to have it be you know an affiliate that was kind of geared towards Kirby employees only but we Mm -hmm. quickly found out that you know community members and Piatt County um, residents Mm -hmm. um, that it was going to be you know hugely beneficial for them and for 
you know, mm-hmm. aligning with our vision as well. Absolutely. Um, so in June 2016, we opened our doors and uh, started out with a class of of six people right and that's pretty good for a first it class, was pretty good for the first class we were they two were of the six yeah. They, we, yeah we were two of the six and uh they were kirby employees mm-hmm. and um it was you know it was a deal where um for two weeks uh i think two weeks prior to that mm-hmm. we had actually ran a kirby employee specific kind of a prep course okay just to take them through some of the uh, foundational movements of crossfit mm-hmm. and kind of introduce them to you know crossfit style uh workouts mm-hmm. and um, started out with about 52 employees that wow. were, you know, getting mm-hmm. into the CrossFit program and joined. So I guess it was June 20th mm-hmm. is, you know, our um, official open date to the public. Okay. Right. And um, so that first class was not indicative of the community just yet. Right. But um, yeah, six Kirby employees in that first class we did, Helen. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Good first workout. Yeah, which was enjoyable <laughs> right. for always, everybody. Always enjoyable. <laughs> and um, just just slowly started growing from there. Yeah. And, um, you know, if we fast forward a couple years later with, you know, the employees and the uh, community members, we have close to a little over 200 members wow. um, at this point mm-hmm. and um, do a lot of different things. Um, not, not alone with our employees, we do, you know, different uh, wellness challenges throughout the year and... We offer a rowing class uh, throughout the day that uh, people can come on their breaks and they can, okay. you know, we have like a little uh, mini workout. Our our deal with that is a 30-minute or less workout okay. that, um, to where they can come in and get something in, mm-hmm. you know, on their shift. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we do a lot of, you know, kids stuff. We do an after-school kids program. Mm-hmm. We do... Um, sports-specific training for teams in the area. Oh, great. We do a mom's group uh, that uh, meets every day. And so the moms come, they bring their kids out. And um, and then we have our regular CrossFit classes too. So we're running about seven or eight classes per day. Yeah, you're pretty busy um, all day. Off of that, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of a lot there. But mm-hmm. that's kind of been over the course of these past two years. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, then, then we've kind of, you know, I don't know if you want to go ahead and jump into like the employee wellness yeah, I, I think, you know, first it, it's worth mentioning that it was not an easy sell, um, yeah. you know, because we, we had looked at, okay, is is there a warehouse? Is there some space around Monticello that, that we mm-hmm. could lease? And, and there really wasn't. And then we also said, but, you know, that's really not, we if we're going to do this, we're going to go all in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we actually had a building designed and built on the campus. Oh, uh, wow. Um, kind of right next to our employee parking lot where our ambulance garage is. And, and you know, I, 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 I guess I'll admit to it. I, I sold it saying, okay, look, if this doesn't work, we can easily convert this building to a maintenance shed. Sure. You know, so that was like, not? it's not going to be a complete, yeah, you know, it's like I knew it was going to work, but, it, you know, if we needed a fallback plan, yeah. it was going to go to waste. Um so yeah, it's a very nice building, um, but you know it really has exceeded our mm-hmm. expectations. I mean, every time we open up a prep class, we have ten to twenty people, yeah. probably yeah. on average, that come out every month. And yeah, and I think that's so crucial, like you said, to have it on the campus and absolutely the convenience of it for people to have to walk by every day on the way to the car and see that's what's right. going right. on. That's right by the employee parking lot too. Yeah. So when they pull in in the morning and they see CrossFitters running or they hear the music and they're going in to that's awesome. uh, work for the mm-hmm. day, they actually see what we're doing out there every day. So you can't yeah. avoid it. You cannot absolutely. get around it. Yeah. Right. 
That's awesome. And you know, and to tie our name to it, and and to really own it, and say, yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 part of what we do. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. So, what do you know? What proportion of your members are employees, or is it a is it a significant? It's amount? about twenty five to thirty percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. And and they're in, like I said, they're in one way or another, um, kind of tied to us out there at the okay. uh, CrossFit box. Okay. Um. And what have you noticed or maybe heard from the employees that go there about the impact that being a member at this CrossFit affiliate has had on them, whether it's, you know, their work environment or being able to work out next to the CEO or whatever else it might be that has come from this interaction? You know, I, they're... There are all kinds of stories, and a lot of them are, mm-hmm. again, some of the similar stories that we've heard, you know, mm-hmm. from others. But, you know, I think for us, it's always seeing those people out there that otherwise would never go out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they've, you know, it's a big step for them to step foot in there and to try it. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, so, I mean, the entire leadership team at, at Kirby, I mean, all of the, all the senior leaders are CrossFitters, you know. That's so. awesome. So their department heads see them out there. They get to work out beside them. You know, I coach, I don't know, once a week or something like that. So in addition to being able to, to work out with people, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm able to coach them. So I I think it has, I mean, it's, it's made a tremendous difference in a lot of people's lives. I mean, again, you know, of whether it's losing weight, whether it's, you know, getting, uh, getting the biometrics in line, mm-hmm. um, all those great stories. And I think it just, it you know, again, it just ties back to that community that, that we all see when we're, when we're a part of it and it's it's great having more folks of uh, within the hospital part of that Absolutely. you know and i think what i hear a lot too is uh people come out that maybe have never done anything before and they you know we're kind of nervous or they're kind of uh, intimidated by the crossfit mm-hmm. name or stigma and they come out and they try a class or they do a uh, rowing class and they and they get done with it and they're like man that was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah and awesome. I, I didn't have to do it by myself you know because a lot of people I mean, I hear it all the time. It's like, yeah, I was, because, you know, I always pry a little bit and I always ask, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any sort of exercise uh, background? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, are, are you physically active? And a lot of people say, yeah, I walk at home or yeah, I've got DVDs or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And they say, but this is more fun because I get to do it with other people. Right. And the, kind of the camaraderie mm-hmm. of it you know and um yeah we see that daily you know from people that are just you know kind of having their eyes open to that oh this is what you guys do every day yeah well yeah it's incredible i think recently i've had the experience of going back and doing some workouts at a globo gym and it's it's you know nothing against that but once you have your eyes open to what it's like to work out in a group and in this setting and to be pushing yourself it's hard to go back because yeah. you just motiv- having to motivate yourself is so much more work than being in a class, having a coach telling you what to do and having other people. There's a lot of inertia there just by being around other people who are working hard. And so, you know, the thought of going to a gym and putting headphones in being by yourself or having to come up with your own workout is to me, it's like, wow, I don't, I don't know if I could do that again on a regular right. basis. Right. So and it's I, very eye-opening. And we've seen that too. You know, I mean, Josh and I are always, you know, running into folks where, you know, it's like, haven't seen you out there in a while. Mm-hmm. And maybe, well, I'm going to the 5 a.m. class or I'm, or it's like, yeah, you know, I've had X, Y, or Z right. happen. And Life it's just happened. an opportunity to to say, you know, well, what 
what can we do to get you to yeah. get you back out there and almost always it's like you get done that conversation and they're they're you know, ready they, to they, come they, back. They're, they're back the next yeah. morning. You see them the next morning. Yeah. yeah. That's a great, that's another great perk of having it in the workplace where you are going to run into people. You can't, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't, can't avoid, hide. Right. <laughs> I think the neat thing too is, you know, is going out to a class and seeing Dr. Manette, you know, our oldest family practice mm-hmm. physician or Dr. Huang, who's our newest one or our um, advanced practice providers, you know, out there mm-hmm. um, working and loving it and, talking about it and um it, it that that's a neat aspect too uh, to have it there and to, and to see those practitioners involved have you seen or heard stories of a lot of them taking what they're learning there back to their patients or maybe just a new sort of enthusiasm for talking to their patients about exercise yeah i think that's definitely mm-hmm. it right there julie i think it's with um kind of that newfound passion mm-hmm. it's like right. they, they feel more confident to go back and talk mm-hmm. about different options with their patients instead mm-hmm. of just um you know, exercise and eat healthy and send them out the door. It's like they're actually having these, you know, important conversations with mm-hmm. their patients of like, okay, well, what do you like to do? Um, you know, great, go do that. Mm-hmm. And here's what you need to be doing. And here's kind of the frequency of that. And mm-hmm. hey, let's vary it up a little bit. So it's kind of the, the principles of CrossFit that they're kind of implementing mm-hmm. and, you know, right. talking with their patients about that constantly varied functional movements and then do it at a relatively high uh, intensity that's going to fit you best mm-hmm. and make you healthier. Mm-hmm. And we just had our first mid-level. I got to give a shout out. She yeah. did her first CrossFit competition this past yeah. Saturday and oh, she and awesome. their, their team got first. Yeah. So she's that's all fired so up cool. about it now and she's excited. So yeah, I definitely think there is that newfound passion mm-hmm. and it just it kind of clicks now when they're talking to patients mm-hmm. and well and i think dr menen's a prime example you know i i we co coach you know their prep class and and i remember you know just taking him through you know what an air squat is mm-hmm. you know and, and seeing him you know kind of struggle to stay on his heels you know and and you know kind of feeling his knee and then i don't know probably three or four months ago we're doing a back squat workout and I'm watching him just nail perfect weighted back squats and with a decent amount of weight. And mm-hmm. I pull him aside and I said, think about where you were just three, four months ago. Yeah. And he just, he goes, he goes, no, I, I know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that, that's, you know, I guess for me and, you know, whether as a coach or just, you know, at the hospital, those moments that make it all worthwhile. Absolutely. Seeing that progress, it's, Right, and just seeing that realization in, in their eyes, you know, of doing something that they probably never thought there's, there's no way I'm I'm too old, mm-hmm. um, I shouldn't, you know, all all the reasons you can give yourself uh, mm-hmm. not to do it. Are there a lot of patients who are members of the gym, or uh, you know, interactions where maybe a patient is working out with their doctor? Does that happen? I don't know. Or <laughs> yeah, the type, you know, the type of the community. Because I think there's something pretty powerful about that, and you know, seeing. CrossFit being that place where you're all kind of vulnerable, you're all mm-hmm. working hard um, and seeing that your doctor is just a human too and they're working hard and they're trying to be healthier, I think is pretty powerful. Yeah, I think that's, you know, um, the neat thing about our gym and I think how we approach it is we have all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, Chris is probably... We should, yeah, we've got Chris. She's 74 years old. Right. Oh, She's our oldest awesome. member and uh, we've got you know, 14 year olds in mm-hmm. there in the, in the same class. So, and everything in between. That's amazing for people, yeah. even just for people to see when they walk in, 
and right. see the scalability is really powerful. It really is, and that and 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 we really do work hard at having that culture within our gym and and mm-hmm. having that focus of you know of just talking to people about figure out where you're at in this workout and what you're going to do and mm-hmm. work with us and you know and then we can coach some of those folks individually. You get to know them and you get to know you know well, what they can do and then you get to see them progress too. That's awesome. Um, as far as the employee in general, employee wellness program, I don't know if you want to elaborate any more mm-hmm. on that or how it works. If you're an employee, what kind of incentives or opportunities or, mm-hmm. or things you would offer for, for the employees? Yeah, it, you know, we, uh, we changed it completely about three years ago and beforehand for a number of years, it was kind of a typical in, employee wellness program and I got to put wellness in quotes around it because mm-hmm. it really I hate that word I, well, I do <laughs> especially too. once you learn yeah. about sickness wellness fitness it's yes. like uh, exactly and, yeah. and and that you know so the the old program was it was originally it was kind of a formal program we had through another company then we took it in-house and and it, kind of a points-based program that if you could prove that you did some exercise or had your blood pressure maybe within mm-hmm. a certain level um, then you, if you earned enough points, which was pretty subjective, you know, then you could get a discount off your health insurance. Okay. So, so like know, people putting their Fitbits in their dryer or on their dog or whatever. Or, 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 or walking to the deer stand. Yeah. Or, right. right. Yeah. yeah sitting in the deer yeah. stand for two hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, so the previous person who was handling that program at the end of the year was just an arm wrestling match with employees about mm-hmm. whether, you know, they get, so about the time we were kind of getting thinking about getting this started and and really changing our vision we realized okay part of the problem with this program in my mind is part of the problem with kind of healthcare overall was that there was no personal accountability Mm -hmm. and you know i i realized that we need to change this so that everybody has got skin in the game the organization can provide the services it can provide you know the structure around it but ultimately Healthcare is each individual's responsibility, and everybody's going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So we completely changed the program to say, okay, scrap the point system. The way it's going to work is you're going to have your lab biometrics um, done, plus you're going to have uh, your blood pressure, um, body mass index, um, waist circumference, and then triglycerides and uh, A1C, all that and then we'll see where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then obviously there are no more ranges to try to shoot for. So we will see where you're at. And if you need to move towards certain goals and we're going to set those goals for you, your goal is by the end of the year to have your triglycerides down to X. Mm-hmm. So we aren't expecting everyone, if their numbers are really way out of whack to be normal within one year, but we'll set realistic goals. What improvement, and moving in the right direction. Move in the right direction and then Next year, we'll take another step in the right direction and we'll give, you know, we'll provide the education, we'll provide the opportunities, um, but ultimately this is up to you. And if you do achieve the goals that we've set, then for us, we give them a $300 bonus, like okay. cash, spend it however you want. Mm-hmm. It happens to be about half the cost of our of a annual membership to our okay. CrossFit gym. Um, but it was, and then it really got simple for us to manage it because it's all very objective. It's like you're either within the numbers or you're not. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we do 
so we did it at the beginning of the year, then mid-year we retest and mm-hmm. give everybody a chance to kind of see how they're making progress towards their mm-hmm. goals. Um, so that uh, that really has worked out well, and then we added the additional component then last year of the functional fitness. Okay. And you can chat about that. Yeah, so at the uh, functional fitness test, so Steve, you know, hit the nail on the head there. It's like we want you to know your numbers mm-hmm. f- from your lab work, mm-hmm. and we want you to know kind of how to get those back within healthy ranges by, you know, speaking with our dietitians and kind of knowing what you're putting into your body. Mm-hmm. And then we want you to know your fitness too and kind of see what that's, you know, see where you're at activity-wise and see kind mm-hmm. of your fitness level. So we do a functional fitness test is what we call it. And um, we do a, do a monostructural test and we do a gymnastics test and we do a weightlifting test. Okay. So we do rowing, sit-ups, and kettlebell swings. Okay. And it's a four-minute row test where they can get on and just row you know for as many meters as uh, they mm-hmm. can get and then we do a little break and we do two minutes of sit-ups okay. and we do uh, two minutes of kettlebell swings and help them kind of choose the right weight for them at that for uh, that particular athlete mm-hmm. and um, the biggest thing that we work with on on those types of tests are kind of having that conversation of like mm-hmm. what are you currently doing what do you like to do you know would you like to try something like this? Hey, come try this out mm-hmm. and just kind of starting that conversation and kind of getting uh, top of mind with them and making sure that we are, um, yeah, kind of, and so you don't get evaluated based on or get your incentive, I should say, based upon your results from the fitness test. Okay. We just want participation. So is that required for all employees or how do you, who does it? No, if they want to participate in the wellness program, okay. then getting the labs done, doing the fitness testing is, is a part of it. If they don't want to do the fitness testing, but they they want to participate, they want to do the labs, that's fine, but they don't qualify for the $300. The right. okay. um, it is, uh, it's been interesting since we added the fitness component, the reaction we've gotten. I'm sure. Um, you know, Josh has a, a pretty good saying, you know, that there are three things that you don't, pe- you don't talk to people about religion, politics, and diet and exercise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so part of, I think, our challenge that we have accepted is, like, we have to figure out how to kind of break this wall down. How we can have a safe conversation with people and talk about exercise and and not just a safe conversation, but say, please come out and Mm -hmm. be a part of it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what your ability level is or what you think your ability level Mm -hmm. is because nobody's judging you. We just want you part of it. Um, but it is, uh, it, it, uh, human nature is a really interesting thing when you start, oh, yeah. um, getting into those conversations and people start talking amongst themselves, you know, sure. it's, uh, um, but it's a challenge we're up to and it's, it's, it's one we'll, we'll accept and yeah. try to keep working at. Yeah. You know, and I think it's something too, that when people actually get out there and they actually do it and see, okay, this isn't as bad as yeah. I thought it was, then they kind of buy into it. Yeah. Right. And so like Steve said, it's that that's the most difficult kind of portion of it right now is that know your fitness part mm-hmm. just to get people to come out and just to get them to participate in it. But yeah, that is one of the qualifying metrics that we have before the incentive. So mm-hmm. yeah, you mentioned just hearing some of the, the talk that people have had about it. What are some of the things that people are saying or are worried about? Um, I can't do that. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bad, whatever, fill in the blank, yeah. back, mm-hmm. shoulder, knee issue. And so, so the conversation we have with, you know, people is that it's a very, um, welcoming, uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we modify everything to make sure that they're able to do it mm-hmm. and to kind of meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for a lot of people, that's really important. You know, meeting them where they're at is is kind of the key. You know, I think um, the the days of you know being hardcore with people are kind of over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that we're really kind of approaching it as we want to do whatever's right. Yeah, exactly. Like this is a lifestyle change. This isn't a Mm -hmm. come out and we try to kill you type of thing. You know, it's a, it's a, Hey, we want you to do this long term. you know? Right. Well, it's interesting, the psychology of it and just even, you know, it's probably even easier to hide behind just getting your labs drawn or getting some measurements that you have to get anyways when you go to the doctor. But having to put yourself out there to do some exercise when you know you haven't done it in years or you know you're nervous about it. And I'm sure it's a, is it a usually a one-on-one environment or do you do that in a group setting? For the fitness test? Yeah. Uh, usually it's a one-on-one. One-on-one. So it's a safe space yeah. where there, you know, I'm, I can see a lot of people being intimidated working out around other people right. at first, but. But, um, we've, but we've wondered if, if actually if the, if the opposite wouldn't help. It's like if, okay, why don't we go together? Right. Yeah. You know, I get a couple of friends apartment and then go out together. Yeah. Right. So or offer both options or something. Yeah. We're yeah. trying, we're trying to figure that out. Yeah. And again, it's because everybody's different. Right. Um, so have you found the people that go through that process um, and having that conversation? Have you found a pretty good rate of, of people that end up doing some sort of exercise afterwards or getting started with something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that may not necessarily be CrossFit and that's okay with us. Yeah, you absolutely. know, obviously we know the benefits of it and we know how great it is mm-hmm. and we're, you know, in love with it. But ultimately what we want for people is that lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to do the things on the, on the other side of it, like doing what the dietitians are telling them and mm-hmm. eating better and um, mixing that in with doing some, type of regular physical activity then mm-hmm. that's awesome that's a big and improvement that's a huge improvement yeah. compared to sitting on the couch and doing nothing mm-hmm. absolutely and, you know drinking soda or right yeah. whatever they were doing so yeah. it's tough it's like you have it's a little bit of tough love but it's a little bit of i mean you have to be gentle with it but at the end of the day even though it's hard and you're probably not getting the number of people you want into that program you're helping so many people by kind of forcing them to put their neck out there and, and give right. something a try that they wouldn't otherwise. And we've also kind of part of the program have, you know, expanded it to, you know, we, we actually just had last year, I think it was our 10th anniversary of our, uh, annual Kirby Derby 5k, oh, 10k, cool. um, that, you know, we have 1200 people that'll come out yeah. and run wow. that race, um, on average every year now for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's everybody from kids, you know, to strollers to mm-hmm. serious athletes. But then this is actually in less than two weeks we have our third annual uh, KMC Sage City Triathlon. Oh wow! Um, so we partnered with the city of Monticello and with Allerton Park um, outside of town uh, and the county to um, to a sprint triathlon. So it's 300 meters in the uh, Monticello Aquatic Center pool come out 13 and a half mile bike ride um outside of town in Allerton Park which is just a, a gorgeous park mm-hmm. um and then a 5k run on um on kind of running biking trail that we have there in Monticello so it's not just the race it's you know before both the the derby and the triathlon we have training programs mm-hmm. that we invite employees to 
you know, and again, you know, it's it's leadership of the hospital that, you know, are leading some of the training programs, mm-hmm. inviting people and inviting people to come out and and we kind of laughed. It's like, you know, we think it's hard enough to get people exercise. Now tell them to put on a swimsuit. Right. You know, and get in front of a bunch of other people <laughs> right. is uh, really taking a step beyond. But, but you know, the folks show up and, you know, whether they're, we've had a lot of people from the gym, you know, that have, are going to do their first triathlon mm-hmm. uh, this year. We also offer a mini, which is, um, you know, just uh, it's 100, a 100 meter swim, 100 meter swim, five mile bike ride, I think, and a one mile run. Okay. Yep. So. so it's just a way to get people involved in it and, um, you know, kind of same way with me. It was, you know, three years ago, I guess, that, you know, I first started doing triathlon and got back into cycling and, mm-hmm. and really um, started having fun. So for me, again, you know, it's it's fun to be a part of that and, and lead that and to see folks experiencing some of that for the first time. So back to our point of we know that, you know, if CrossFit's not for everyone, that is absolutely perfect because if you can run with some intensity, swim, bike, all, all great things that, um, that again, you know, as adults is good for us, but sets a good example for our kids and those that are watching what we're doing too. You know, and we also do with the, uh, employees and, you know, we do, uh, various, uh, wellness challenges, uh, throughout the year, you know, for, for hospital week this past year, I threw a challenge out there, um, to, you know, accumulate so many miles with the total, uh, you know, in Kirby, Kirby employee population okay. to walk around the uh, wellness trail. And I think mm-hmm. it was like, uh, it was something it was a lot crazy. <laughs> it was, was something, I mean, it was a lot of miles. A lot of miles. Was it a thousand? Mm-hmm. Was, I don't know. What, what was, was it? more than that? It was more than that. It was like yeah. 5,000 miles or something. Wow. Yeah. Just yeah. that was, that was really going to get them out there. But every day during hospital week, we had people out just mm-hmm. walking the trail. Mm-hmm. And then we did a row challenge as well. Okay. Um, and, then, and then we have a row-a-thon every year uh, in October for our Paint Pie Pink event, which is a okay. breast cancer fundraiser that we do through Kirby. Okay. And we um, utilize the CrossFit box for that, and we bring in um, the Prairie Dragon Paddlers. It's a group that um, we kind of work with and uh, support. and So just doing different things mm-hmm. like that throughout the year mm-hmm. uh, as well you know kind of in uh, conjunction mm-hmm. with the yeah um uh kirby derby mm-hmm. and the uh, triathlon it just it, it keeps it all top of mind with them yeah. that's great and it's great to see so many different things i mean at the end of the day too with crossfit we're talking about learn and play new sports try different right. things and right. it's not just that one hour in the gym or that you know 15 minute workout that you do but it's making sure you're moving throughout the day you're walking mm-hmm. on your lunch break whatever it is um that movement is a part of your life so it's cool to see that incentivized in different ways and part of the culture that you guys are creating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Josh, you mentioned a couple times the dietitians. I'm curious, um, the dietitians that you have, are they, what type of advice are they giving? Is it consistent with kind of what we talk about in CrossFit? Yeah, I think it's very consistent with that. You know, it's, uh, it's a lot of clean eating, mm-hmm. um, you know, eating, eating lean meats, mm-hmm. nuts, seeds, vegetables, um, some starch. Some, yeah, right. Sugar, a little, yeah. I'm sure no sugar. I'm trying to think right now. <laughs> little fruit, yeah. <laughs> little fruit, some starch, no sugar. Um, yeah, it's very consistent with that message. And uh, they're both involved in uh, physical activity in one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know, Sarah, mm-hmm. you know, she does triathlons and she's, you know, been a CrossFit member. And mm-hmm. Kathleen does, you know, she's done the, she, she's a great swimmer <laughs> and wow. uh, just phenomenal swimmer. 
And so, yeah, they both uh, uh, practice what they preach. That's great. And um, yeah, they so they really work well with people mm-hmm. that just need some education and need some help. Mm-hmm. And they and they really do a good job of just kind of guiding them mm-hmm. from beginner to somebody that's looking to maybe enhance their performance. Mm-hmm. They the, they just do a really great job of laying out and and just making it very simple and kind of meeting them where they're at. And and I think that's the key point is. Um, you know, I think they realize that you know sometimes just that snap correction in, in a in a better way is mm-hmm. is just is hard for people to grasp. Mm-hmm. So they really try to understand what somebody's diet is, mm-hmm. and then to say, okay, now how how can we work with that? One and step at a time. one step at a time, and and push it in the right direction, and, and have them learn along the way. Mm-hmm. I think they've had a lot of success with that. Absolutely, they have because yeah. they're both um, diabetes educators. Okay, you know, on top of that, so. Um, so they got their work it out for them. That's such a great resource to have. And so, yeah, and so now with our CrossFit members, mm-hmm. if they come in and they maybe get the CrossFit bug and they're they're like, hey, I want to lose a little bit of weight. I yeah. want to eat better and everything. We say, hey, go talk to you know our dietitians over at mm-hmm. the hospital. They they'll do, you know, they'll really give you some good guidance mm-hmm. on kind of what you need to be doing. And mm-hmm. uh, so that kind of translation and that connection with CrossFit and the hospital is really, I mean, it's seamless. You know, with being able to send people over and yeah. have them kind of help them along their uh, journey. And that's another great point because within our CrossFit membership, we have basically offered our employee wellness um, program okay. to them to, you know, for a fixed amount of money to have their labs drawn okay. and to understand where their numbers are. That's um, awesome. You know, cause we've had that discussion that you can have somebody who's just an outstanding athlete, but if just a terrible, their diet's trash, just, you know, terrible just, eaters, oh, yeah. just you know, they're either yeah, they're exercising their way, trying to exercise their way out of a bad diet and not realizing what's happening. Right, you inside. need to take that look under under right. the hood and see what's really going exactly. on. Exactly, and of awesome. course, they love you know the, the functional fitness mm-hmm. test. You know, I mean they they track their numbers. You know, they want to know what do I got to oh, hit. Yeah. You know, the next time I do it. Sure well, yeah, we actually just ran that this past Monday. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, we actually just uh, ran the, the the fit test again for our members this okay. past Monday, and it was every class. Geez, <laughs> we had twenty plus people. It was packed. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. People love that kind of stuff. So. That's cool to have it just set a couple times a year. It's something that people like, look forward to, and is a great check in. Absolutely. As life happens, or as things kind of throw you off track. Yeah. So. That's a really good idea just for, for any affiliate, but yeah. Um, and then you mentioned that the cross is the employee membership cheaper than the regular membership, or you said it's about, yeah, it we, sounds like it's less than you would find in a normal affiliate. It's, it's a lot less. Yeah. Lot you less. said 300 so, is half there. It's, it's, yeah. it's half the annual membership. It's yeah. 53, 54 now. Yep. $54 wow. a month for, for unlimited for, uh, for okay. a member. That's incredible. Um, yeah. And then we offer uh, a, a discount for um, first responders, EMS, um, okay. paramedics, and uh, law enforcement and military. Yeah. Um, and, and spouses as well. Spouses, right, can get a discount too. So, you know, we, um, so obviously the gym is, is part of the hospital mm-hmm. and we're an independent not-for-profit hospital. Mm-hmm. So we take care of anybody regardless of their ability to pay. Mm-hmm. So our approach to it when we, um, when we set it up and, and laid out what it was going to be, it's like, we want this one, we want it to be affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody that 
qualifies, you know, for free or discounted care at the hospital has the same discount available at the CrossFit gym. Okay. I would like more people to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And I think with time they will. Um, so, but yeah, even on top of that, you know, at, at you know, at our rates, yeah, they're, they're really, really um, cheap, but you know, we, we aren't doing it to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are just trying to eliminate any barrier that might be out there for people to take mm-hmm. advantage of it. So as far as the hospital system, just because I'm curious thinking about, you know, if you have talked to any other hospital systems or getting interest from other groups, is it something that is costing you a lot of money and you're investing in it because you're invested in the health or is it something that kind of equals out or how does it work financially for you as a CEO overseeing this whole system? Yeah. I mean, as far as the CrossFit gym itself, um, you know, it, uh, it breaks even. You know, I guess if I were to allocate, you know, all the overhead that I that I might or could to it, it, it you know, it might not. But, um, but it it does okay, mm-hmm. and that's and you know, only two years into it, yeah. you know, growing from a membership of six, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, uh, so actually we have an expansion um, plan that we're gonna wow. hopefully break ground uh, in August where we're going to add on to the building and kind of diversify some of the programs to try to reach, you know, some of the, the folks that we aren't just reaching strictly with CrossFit classes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think there's, there's going to be a real opportunity for that. Man, I'm, I'm so excited about this expansion. So we're actually getting ready. It's going to be an extra thousand, 1100 square feet that are going to be tacked onto our, you know, existing Mm -hmm. building. And it's going to be an opportunity for us to reach kind of the endurance community in the County you know, there's a big kind of following of runners and, mm-hmm. you know, cyclists and that type of thing. And we think that we really have an opportunity there to kind of introduce them to um, kind of that functional fitness piece. Mm-hmm. And um, we also, with this, are going to go, you know, I say go after like we're going on a hunt. <laughs> but, you know, we're really excited to be able to work with people that um, are obese. Maybe they're, mm-hmm. and so have uh, physicians start um, referring patients. Mm-hmm to our programs out in the CrossFit box as their treatment. Instead Mm -hmm. of going and, you know, prescribing medication, it'll be prescribing, hey, go see Josh. Hey, go see somebody out there. And working with kind of the obese kind of kids, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's really a need for that. And and there's not, um, there's a demand for that and Mm -hmm. and a need for that. And there's really not much of uh, a service for that. And Mm so we'll, we want to try to capture that population uh, if we can. And then also kind of we initially started out with a get fit program Mm -hmm. that kind of got absorbed by our CrossFit program, but the get fit program was a, a modified version of our CrossFit classes. We would have the CrossFit workout on the whiteboard that Mm -hmm. day. And we would take the CrossFit workout for people that had never exercised before in their life. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of them had, (laughs) or maybe they hadn't exercised in, you know, 30, 40 years. And so, and, and yeah, just modify it down. And Mm -hmm. so that's really what we're hoping to capture Mm -hmm. or, or some of those, I hate to say older because it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. age is just a number, Mm -hmm. but just trying to capture that population that's maybe sedentary mm-hmm. and They're overweight and needs something yeah, yeah and just intimidated get it moving yeah mm-hmm. i think and and that's probably will give a lot of comfort too to the physicians referring knowing that there's a place that they know that's integrated in their health system that they can trust their patients are going to be taken care of and they're going to be you know brought up 
in a in an appropriate way and um, right. in a safe way um, because I know I mean and now we're starting to see especially with CrossFit Health and with the MDL ones with physicians trying to develop relationships with the affiliates in their mm-hmm. area and and knowing you know where they're comfortable referring their patients but I think that that's probably you know I can imagine being a physician working in the system saying it's so easy it's just as easy as writing a medication prescription Absolutely. just saying go to the CrossFit box right. they'll take care of you that's right and we really want to even dive deeper into that um you know uh we all have electronic medical records now and and, and for me I, I would love to be able to basically incorporate that into you know what we're doing in the CrossFit mm-hmm. gym with some of those patients so that when the doctor gets ready to see a patient yeah. it's like pull up and not just see you know what the vitals are but see what the history has been at the CrossFit gym you That's know and, and yeah. just mm-hmm. tie it all together so when they're sitting there you know the, the patient knows that the doctor is going to be talking about that and, and hopefully mm-hmm. the patient can come you know with uh you know and, and show that success and and that that's where we really do want to tie it together to where if somebody walks into the hospital and ultimately that's our goal is that it's not just somebody who walks in and has a chronic disease or has an injury or whatever but walks in and says i need to be healthier mm-hmm. that we can create and have the system available that wherever they may be on that continuum, Mm -hmm. we can plug them in and start moving them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So perhaps they're already getting some exercise, but they need help with their diet so they can plug in with a physician and the dietitian Mm -hmm. and work on that. Or maybe they're, you know, back here. And as we talked about, you know, really just need, where do I start? Mm -hmm. And they can then have somebody that can help kind of guide them, guide them through that. Mm -hmm. And that was always our vision, you know, with the, you know, when we built the hospital was, and eventually was not just to have that place where people come when they're sick, but a place where people can think about, I need to go there because I want to be healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can even imagine just knowing when you go to see your doctor that they're going to be able to pull up and say, Oh, it looks like you've been going to the gym four days a week. Great job. Or, Oh, you haven't been to the gym in four months. What's going on? Right. Just having that data, I think alone would be super powerful in terms of the extra accountability Um, not only are you accountable to your coach and the people in your gym, but someone else that is going to be keeping an eye on you and making sure that you're doing what you say that you want to be doing. Yeah. You know, same as, you know, that, that mid year checkup, you get a call from the nurse, like, okay, are are you taking your meds, you know, whatever. Okay. Are you going to the gym or yeah, we can see that you're great job. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when I think you really start you're able to move the needle. I can't wait until we can see all of that data. We can see, you know, when people are wearing these wearable devices and you can see how much people are sleeping or what their stress level is. Um, It's all, I mean, those are the real things that we should really be focusing on at at the baseline level Mm -hmm. before we're even talking about medications and supplements and fine tuning and things. A whole lot cheaper uh, on the front end to do that than it is to, to try to fix it after the fact. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. So through all of this, um, is there any specific data that you've been tracking or any specific outcomes that you're trying to look at um, as you make these different developments in the whole system? You know, what we've got, unfortunately, is just very rudimentary. Mm-hmm. You know, what I would love to have is some baseline data, you know, that we yeah. can, that, that we could compare to. But 
really we're just keeping it simple mm-hmm. because you know my view and I'm not getting too hung up on the statistically valid yeah. information because if it works for them then for that person well it's statistically right. valid so we're just really we're combining the data and we're just looking at it and, and as we'll you know uh, kind of show on Thursday um, vast majority of the people you know have improved their cholesterol levels or their blood pressure mm-hmm. um, you know the uh, the functional fitness piece is still pretty new so it's kind of hard to judge that right. and and couple with the fact that we have small numbers mm-hmm. so you know I mean me I had heart surgery you know in, in November so when I came and did my functional fitness test in January it's it was a whole different, different level yeah. than it was beforehand <laughs> so those numbers will right. you know will will be skewed a little bit but that's why you have that buffer right ex- exactly that's right. yeah that's right. you know so uh but that really is our goal is to continue to capture that data and over time to kind of be able to show how how things are improving mm-hmm that's amazing. Well, we're excited to um, follow the progress. Yeah. Have you heard any, um, do you hear from any other health systems or have you talked to anyone else who is really interested in what you're doing and wants to try to do it in their system? There are a few mm-hmm. um, that I've uh, that I've heard from um, in Illinois that have heard us talk or mm-hmm. have followed our story that, you know, have an interest in, in how do I get started? Mm-hmm. And... You know, the the thing that we say a lot, and sometimes this is the hardest thing for the guys or the gals to hear when I talk to it's like, well, it starts with you. Yeah. You know, you are, you're going to have to lead the charge for the organization because as soon as it's important to you, then it's going to be important to everybody else that works in the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just shuffle it off to HR, mm-hmm. say, yeah, we're going to start this program. I mean, you might have some success, but if you really want to kind of showcase your organization as, as making those strides mm-hmm. and then yeah you're gonna have to be out in front on it yeah. um so yeah yeah and that's what i get too i get phone calls you know from <clears throat> maybe nurses or you know people mm-hmm. that are in healthcare and and are you know already crossfitters and they're yeah. fired up about it and they see what we're doing at uh, crossfit kmc and kirby mm-hmm. and the first question that i ask him is kind of what steve touched on i said uh you know do you have a leader in the organization that's that's passionate, passionate about it, about it or yeah. doing CrossFit or wanting to make this kind of change. And there's a little bit of a pause and they're like, <laughs> well, you know, and it's, it's always tough. that it's, yeah. it's always kind of that, well, I'm the only one that's, that's starting this. I'm the trailblazer. I'm like, great. That's awesome. Yeah. Here's what you need to do. You need to go <clears throat> get to link arms with these people mm-hmm. and try to get them to come join you mm-hmm. and get them on fire. And then mm-hmm. that's going to start to snowball from there. But that's, yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing that I hear mm-hmm. in the, you know, the biggest piece of advice I give to, mm-hmm. you know, anyone that calls and asks or emails, that's the first question I ask them is like, that's great. Is your leadership involved? Mm-hmm. Do really that first, great. get them involved. Yeah. That's really great advice. Um, <clears throat> so also I have to ask now that you mentioned that you had heart surgery, are you open to elaborating any on that or how maybe CrossFit prepared you for or in the recovery period? Yeah. I'm no, I'm happy to, um, you know, I was, I've, been blessed that you know for all my life I really had no major medical issues mm-hmm. at all um, and uh, what I so I you know I, I would just say that what CrossFit living a healthier lifestyle probably did save my life in a number of different ways mm-hmm. because 
one, what it did is just what we're talking about as far as benchmarking and knowing how you're doing is mm -hmm. I had seen starting, you know, about, I noticed May of last year, I said, okay, something is weird. Actually, we were doing Murph on Memorial Day and I'm doing it with my wife and my daughter. So I'm doing less than I did the year beforehand, mm -hmm. but I'm, you know, I'm not able to keep up. I mean, I've, mm -hmm. I just don't have the stamina and I thought, this is crazy. I mean, as hard as I've been working out yeah. and, and I didn't really just chalk it up to a bad day. It's like something just didn't feel right. And my wife noticed it too. Um, so fast forward a, about a month and I, I went on a long bike ride about 67 miles and, and, uh, rode the first 40 some kind of nonstop, which I'd never done beforehand trying to catch up with the group. <laughs> Last two miles of that ride, I was practically just out in the saddle. I mean, I, I got off the bike and pretty much passed out. Mm. Um, which scared me, you know, yeah. I thought, okay, something, something's going on. And uh, so I had an echocardiogram and, uh, had a, uh, had a heart catheter. And what I found out is that I was actually born with a bicuspid aortic valve. Wow. And didn't know your whole life. Had no idea. Wow. Um, you know, had picked up a heart murmur about, um, probably six or seven years beforehand, mm -hmm. kind of chalked it up as just, you know, getting old, whatever, and, and had no you know, I had no symptoms from mm -hmm. it. But what I learned through the process is like, well, I probably wouldn't have any symptoms. It would just be a very slow decline mm -hmm. to where eventually climbing stairs would be hard or mm -hmm. walking up a hill would be would be hard. Mm -hmm. And when I talked to the doctor, um, you know, I, I said, well, what are my choices? He says, well, you know, you can wait. And he said, ultimately, that's what's going to happen. And he says, well, what do you like to do? And I was like, well, I like to cross, I like to do triathlon, I like to bike. Mm -hmm. He said, well, we should probably get you in and get this taken care of. Um, so the great thing, and, and I and I heard a, a term coined that I think was so important is, you know, we obviously, you know, I went through cardiac rehab afterwards. I had, um, so they... Um, Really, the only way to take care of that in somebody my age of my condition is, mm -hmm. you know, is is open heart surgery. Okay. So I had aortic valve replacement done in November on November fourteenth, and um, the the great thing that I realized is that prehab is one of the most important things that mm -hmm. anybody can do when as you're going into a major medical event mm -hmm. of having yourself in absolute the best condition that you can. Because it's going to knock you on your butt, mm -hmm. um, and it did. Um, it's a huge surgery, yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, and and I had a complication um, in addition to it, which made it a little bit harder mm -hmm. to recover from. But but for me, you know, it's like I knew what I wanted to get back to, and I knew the hard work that it took to get into shape. So mm -hmm. I was I was mentally prepared um, going into surgery, mm -hmm. saying. As long as I wake up from this thing, then I know what I want to get back to, mm -hmm. and um, and I did. You know, I, I went back to work after six weeks, and um, and then you know I had my doctor's appointment, kind of going into the into about the tenth or eleventh week, and I was cheating a little bit. I was out, <laughs> you know, doing some workouts, you know, trying to scale it, but I just you know I had to get yeah. back to it, and and um, you know, and the doctor gave me the gave me the full release, and. Um, so got got right back to it, but I I know that had I not you know started to live a healthier lifestyle, that I would have found myself in that slow decline and not even known it because mm -hmm. I had no symptoms sitting at my desk or yeah. you know or whatever. But not until I really started pushing myself and 
And some of that would have just steadily gotten worse, and I'm just one of the two or three percent of the population that was um, that, w- that was born with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you might not have been in as good a condition to have it repaired, or you might have said, eh, maybe I just wait yeah, on it. Maybe I'll wait. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, and I know that, I mean, as hard as it was, um, you know, the first few weeks after surgery, I can't imagine what that would have been like if I would have been um, more overweight, yeah. you know, um, out of shape. It would have been so very very hard yeah well that's amazing thank you yeah. for sharing about yeah. that um i think just seeing you know some of the just seeing it now in my own limited experience seeing patients going into surgeries or having real setbacks in their health that kind of knock them back and and going into that already not being in the best health how far that can really knock you when we talk about this sickness wellness fitness continuum but how far that can really knock you down and and then not having the mental experience of what it's like to climb back up is, right. you know, people will just stay there and they'll stay just there. kind of be on this slow decline. So, yeah, it's very, very powerful. Yeah, it, you know, up and walking around the inpatient wing, you know, a few days after surgery. And, and I knew how tough that was on me, but then I'm, I'm looking around at some of the other people and I'm thinking, man, if this is tough for me, this is almost has to be impossible for them. Uh, um so yeah, I I have no problem telling that story, and 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 I think again the most important part of that story is just the importance of trying as much as you can to live a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It'll it pays dividends in ways that you don't know, and particularly in a situation like that. It's amazing. All right, so we're gonna start wrapping up. But what I want to know from both of you, what do you think it's gonna take? You've you're on this path in your your own health system, but what do you think it's gonna take for more health systems for our country to start switching that mindset from sick care to trying to make their communities as healthy as possible? It's a big question. but (laughs) 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 Maybe you mentioned it earlier when you started talking about insurance and incentives. I'm sure there's a lot there, but. You know, it's, um, that, well, and that is going to be, Josh and I were actually talking about this driving up here, that that is going to be one of the hardest things to do. But they're, you know, unfortunately, hospitals and, and, and you know, and, and the system and, and the doctors involved with it, I mean, we're, we're all following the system that, you know, we have kind of been laid out for us that, mm-hmm. that, we, that we still have to get done because mm-hmm. there are still people that are sick. There's still, there still chronic disease that has to be treated. Doesn't stop doesn't stop so you, you you can't just pivot away from that and say we're going to do something different i mean you have to still take care of those people but you have to figure out how to reach people and to make that difference at the same time mm-hmm. so it's going to be a slow turn and but in my mind it's it's the best thing to do because you you have to figure out how to how to stop that process from getting worse mm-hmm. you have to figure out how to turn that spigot off of people that are coming into chronic disease and have to be treated and that then is going to obviously, you know, allow there to be more money in the system to focus on that prevention and to focus on the uh, um, on the things that are going to make a difference on the front end. Um, it's just it, it's a it's a slow way to go because unfortunately, um, you know, Medicaid, Medicare are the two biggest payers mm-hmm. in the country. Not only do neither of them really have any significant benefits towards wellness if you want to use that term mm-hmm. but even for a hospital our size we actually get penalized 
wow. um, for providing those type of services is because the system is 50 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have to absorb that and we have to, you know, just understand that's going to be a cost of doing business and figure out how to, how to continue to make the difference. I think for a small hospital like us, you know, it's a double-edged sword is that one, you know, we have fewer people and fewer resources to make the difference, but we are such a big economic and important driver in our community that mm-hmm. people really do look to us to say, okay, here, help us do this. Mm-hmm. So I think we have the opportunity. And my view is that, you know, with, with the vast majority of the hospitals in the country are actually small and rural hospitals. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all very similar in that way that we are that important driver in the community. So that's kind of where my focus is. And I'm trying to start with the the 50 some hospitals in Illinois that are our size to say, guys, we can all make a, make a difference in this. And and when we do, um, you know, when you start getting those bubbles of, of people that you're making that difference on, then, you know, then the big hospitals will have to start doing the same. following suit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or the people in our communities will, you know, will, demand it yeah. and um but i i think as we're going to talk tomorrow i i really think there is an opportunity for the crossfit affiliates to work with the hospitals mm-hmm. and to say we have a big piece of of this puzzle that we can help with you know mm-hmm. we're we have the programming we have the coaches you know we have the culture mm-hmm. and my hope is that you know those gyms um, can partner with the doctors and they can partner with some of the other larger employers mm-hmm. and also with the hospitals that can handle the, the biometric testing mm-hmm. and just put together that same plan that, that we've already done. And I, yeah. I think, you know, it's uh, it's not going to be just one solution. It's not going to be just one player that's mm-hmm. going to make the difference. But I, I think collectively um, we all can make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Josh, for thinking of it from maybe an affiliate owner's perspective um, if they want to partner with a hospital in their area, maybe there's some leadership who's invested, maybe not, but how would you, what advice would you give them? The biggest advice that I can give affiliate owners is that, um, use the resources that you've already got mm-hmm. in, in your members. You know, I, I would be willing to bet, and we talk about this all the time. I'd be, I'd be willing to bet that there's doctors or nurses or people that have connections to healthcare mm-hmm. organizations in their community and affiliate owner that that are doing CrossFit, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I for for an affiliate owner, they probably have a lot of resources mm-hmm. already at their disposal uh, in their members. So I would mm-hmm. share, you know, as an affiliate owner, we you know talk all the all the time, especially to our new people about our goal is, yeah, we want you to be able be a more functional, fit human being, but that starts with you being a healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, human being by doing this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And so I think of, you know, affiliate owners using their resources, sharing their vision of health with their members mm-hmm. and what that looks like. And I think CrossFit has laid it out pretty simply. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty it's not complicated. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then just, uh, following up with those people and just yeah. getting, and the uh, same thing, like Steve said, you know, using people that are already doing it and using the model that we mm-hmm. have kind of, created right. uh, you know as a resource mm-hmm. and um yeah it's not complicated yeah it's it's not and and honestly if you just want to boil it down to dollars and cents you know the you know, just pick a hospital i mean employee health insurance is probably one of the biggest budget items they have mm-hmm. and it's one that is the hardest to control and there's a huge argument to be made to say you know 
healthy employees are going to call off less, mm -hmm. they're going to be more productive, and they're going to have less health, uh, health claims experience against your health plan. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever small amount of money you might need to invest in this in employee wellness program is going to pay multiple times over in dividends in, in just, again, in productivity costs as well as, uh, as uh, health insurance costs. Mm -hmm. Not to mention it's the right thing to do. Right. And as a CrossFit affiliate owner, you've already got the space, you've already got the equipment, you've already got the, the tools and the things that mm -hmm. most hospitals don't have mm -hmm. to be able right. to go ahead and get it up and going, mm -hmm. running immediately, you mm -hmm. know? And so I think that's what, you know, going back to that uh, simplicity of it, I think people think it's, it's something that you really have to work and be, you know, it's not, it's not a complicated thing, right. you know, for uh, affiliate owners. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of having the right, right relationships and That's setting right. it up and and putting it in place. Yeah. Exactly. So hopefully, a few people listening to this will take that and and we'll see what what comes of it in their communities and maybe we'll see a few more hospital employee wellness programs incorporating CrossFit or partnering with their local CrossFit affiliates. That would be awesome. And we encourage them to reach out to us. You know, pick our brain. We're we're yeah. happy to share information, our experience with them. Awesome. And what's the best way for people to reach you? Yeah, just uh, go to um, kirbyhealth.org. That's our webpage. Okay. And um, there's a contact us. And uh, it's a small hospital. If you send an email to that, it's coming to That'll me. It'll get to the right place. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, okay, so I want to wrap up with three questions I ask everyone on the podcast. So the first one is three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. I'm going to go first. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Julie, funny enough, we were talking about this on the way up here. I'm like, all right, and yeah. Julie asked. She's going to ask these questions. She's going to ask questions. Yeah, people um, are becoming more prepared. <laughs> more. So, um, if you don't mind me pulling it out, no, I actually yeah. have a couple I encourage of notes, notes here. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the, the well-thought-out answers. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, three things, right? Yeah, okay. three things. So for me, I guess the first one would be I try to um, read mm -hmm. either a book or my Bible or pray every okay. day. And do you do that usually in the morning? Or usually, I try to do it in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Um, either either in the shower mm -hmm. or you know whether I'm uh, making coffee on my way to work, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. So is know? this like audio reading too, or? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when the kids are running around crazy, yeah. I can just you know throw the earbuds Absorbing, in. Yeah. And yeah. I count that too. But that's more, that's, you know, spiritual health is, you know, something that's important. Mm -hmm. And, um, the, the second thing would be, um, I try to move every day, mm -hmm. and, you know, and it doesn't have to be a CrossFit workout necessarily. If it's a, if it's a rest day, I'm doing something, mm -hmm. either playing with the kids or, you know, uh, tinkering around the house or in mm -hmm. the yard or whatever it is, I've got to do something. Yep. I've got to move every day. And then the third thing, and it's kind of weird, but I try to eat breakfast every day. I like it. I have to eat breakfast every day. It's very important. And it's not an easy breakfast? thing. Um, scrambled eggs. Okay. Can't <laughs> go wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually one, and it's 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 a little specific. It's uh, usually one whole egg uh -huh. and usually three or four egg whites. Okay. Mixed High in with the that. Protein. With um, the protein waffles. Okay. And I stack the eggs on top of that. That sounds delicious. With fruit on the side. So really simple. Awesome. But it's something I have to do every day. So those three Tomorrow things. Tomorrow morning, you're fixing that, right? Breakfast. Tomorrow morning, I'm actually okay. making breakfast for right. our, yeah. our uh, yeah. whole house. So we had, I mean, we had that too. We're here in this Airbnb for the games, and 
we've got our whole breakfast lineup. We had to go all around town getting all the ingredients we needed. So I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to have your breakfast when you're traveling. Yeah. All right. What about you, Steve? Three things you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. Well, I think move, you know, is, mm-hmm. is one of them. And, and that's been even more important over the last year and, and again, over the last five years. Sure. Um, you know, and I, I think what what has been important to me is 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 I've gotten my wife and my daughter. You know, they're they're both CrossFitters, and okay. and then our daughter now runs cross country and does triathlon. So, for me as a parent, I think watching her and 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 working with her and seeing that difference is mm-hmm. something that that is uh, that has just been really good for my health. And then for me, I think the third thing. Um, is laugh, and you know, and I've, I'm fortunate that I've got just a great bunch of, of friends and coworkers around me that, um, you that know, are funny. That, 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 that are funny <laughs> and, and fun to be around, yeah. and we have we have similar senses of humor, and you know, and that that just, um, you know, all the health benefits of of doing oh, yeah. that, and uh, um, it's really important. I love it. I have to keep funny people around me too, because I don't. Otherwise, <laughs> right, I don't laugh a lot. I'm too serious. <laughs> All right. What about one thing that you're working on that you think would have a big impact on your health, but you have a hard time implementing it? Yeah, it's my diet. Mm-hmm. It's um. It's infinitely you know, refinable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it just it 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 just it's always something yeah, that I'm that I'm working on and mm-hmm. um, but it needs to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can all say that. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. For me, it it would be sleep. Um, yeah, with kids. My, yeah. my wife and I have a <laughs> five year old, and we have a almost two year old in September. And okay. uh, sleep is a commodity. It's it's yeah. it's it's something we don't get enough of around our house. And uh, I do realize it's just the season of life that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, anytime we get the opportunity to, you know. Uh, let the grandparents watch the kids overnight or so we we sleep yeah. and we try to get as much of it as we can so that's that's, that's something i wish was better because i don't do well yeah on uh not a lot of sleep mm-hmm. so my wife does yeah she's amazing she's at lucky. that but uh i, d- I do not so. yeah i don't either first year of residency was tough for oh me my gosh, but, yeah. but again it's a season of life right and that's you right. have that yeah. you do what you can with it so right. um all right last question is what does a healthy life look like to you a healthy to life yeah. to me looks like balance and yeah. that's yeah. spiritual that's emotional that's physical um that's mental health and uh not getting too extreme with any one of those things but just having a good balance kind of you know across the board mm-hmm. you know i've been on the extreme end with the physical mm-hmm. with the football and yeah. with the you know training and all that i've been on the extreme with the you know the spiritual and the mental and you know i've i've always been an extreme person so i think for me a healthy life is is about balance and it's about you know kind of finding that sweet spot and Mm -hmm. um yeah kind of keeping the main things the main things Mm -hmm. you know and um especially now with the family and Mm -hmm. yeah you know um making sure i'm a good husband and a good dad and you know being there for my family is extremely important so um yeah for me it was it would it would it would definitely be balance yeah love it you know, I would say for me is always have something that you're anticipating. Hmm. Have something that that you know you're 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 thinking about. Um, so whether that's a race or whether that's just going on a on a bike ride on Sunday, you know, and and 
Um, and, and I kind of view that as that that's the opposite of dread or stress, you know, is that anticipation and just to kind of flip it around to say, um, you know, it's something, it's something good for me that I'm going to do. I'm going to do it with a bunch of my friends that Mm -hmm. I like to hang with, um, may have, you know, my daughter come along. So I think it's just, it's having that something that you're looking forward to that that. is good for you. And I I think it just, when you look at it that way, I think it just automatically flips your, Mm -hmm. um, kind of your thought process and and how how you view things. What a great outlook. I haven't heard that one yet. And I, I really like it. And I think you can use it for almost anything. Like anything. I yeah. think about myself. I try to look forward, like I look forward to drinking my coffee every morning. I look forward <laughs> to what you're going to eat for lunch. There's so many things to look forward to in the day. And like you said, to focus on the healthy things. So it doesn't have to be looking forward to eating this cake later or when someone's bringing donuts into work, but you can be really excited about eating your eggs and protein waffles or I whatever. I love it. <laughs> right. Every morning. Right. I look forward to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Flipping that mindset. I love it. Well, yeah. thank you guys so much. This has thank been you, an awesome conversation. I can't wait to share it and I can't wait to hear your talk at the CrossFit Health Conference coming up here in a couple of days. So hopefully people will be able to catch parts of that as well. We're looking forward to it and thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, Julie. Hey there, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. Steve and Josh have worked hard to build their employee wellness program and change the entire culture of their workplace into more of a culture of health. And I find that sometimes our workplace environment, and especially in the hospital, is often what can be the biggest hindrance to a healthy lifestyle. So we want to know, what are some of the small or big things that you've done to try to make your own workplace a little bit healthier? Let us know on social media using hashtag pursuing health. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. This episode is brought to you by a company that's made my life significantly easier, and that's Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online marketplace, and they're on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. It allows you to shop for thousands of the best-selling non-GMO foods and natural products, always at 25 to 50% below retail prices. But as a Pursuing Health listener, you'll receive an additional 25% off your first purchase, plus a free 30-day trial if you visit www.thrivemarket.com forward slash ph. My husband Danny and I have been ordering from Thrive Market for years, and it's helped us to maximize our efficiency with grocery shopping and meal prep in the midst of our busy schedules through medical training. Using Thrive Market, we can shop for all of our staple grocery items, things like nut butters, cooking oils, snacks, dressings, coffee and tea, even personal care products, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, and non-toxic beauty products. We know that they're coming from a curated list of products we can trust. 
Whether you're looking for paleo, vegan, ketogenic, gluten-free, non-GMO, sustainably farmed, fair trade certified, or any of 80 plus other types of products, you can easily find them by filtering on Thrive Market's platform. And they're all at prices 25 to 50% below retail. Even better, these items are shipped straight to your doorstep, so you never have to worry about the time or hassle of grocery shopping. Here's a few other reasons to love Thrive Market. First, they're the very first company in the country to go 100% zero waste. All of their packaging, boxes, and inserts are made from recycled paper and are recyclable themselves. They're the largest retailer in the country that sells exclusively non-GMO groceries, and more than 70% of the Thrive Market catalog cannot be found on Amazon. It provides greater access to high-quality products at prices comparable to conventional products in supermarkets. This helps to decrease the barriers to healthy living for everyone. We also have the opportunity to vote with our forks every single day to change our food environment in this country. And Thrive Market can help us do so by supporting companies that are also working towards this mission and producing high-quality, healthy, and sustainable foods. So that's why I love Thrive. Thrive's mission, again, is to make healthy living easy and approachable to everyone, and this aligns perfectly with my own personal mission and that of pursuing health. Because it's been such a lifesaver for me, I wanted to share the benefits of Thrive Market with all of you, and they've responded with an amazing offer. So once again, head to thrivemarket.com forward slash PH to receive 25% off your first purchase plus a free 30-day trial. Again, This is on top of their already 25 to 50% below retail prices. Why not try it out and do your grocery shopping from home this week? I hope you can take advantage of this offer and enjoy their service as much as I have. Once again, head to thrivemarket.com forward slash PH to learn more. No discount code necessary. Just shop around and the discount will be applied at checkout. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage-breed pork directly to your doorstep. Now, I think meat can have a place in a well-rounded diet, but there is a huge, huge difference when it comes to animals raised in feedlots that are fed primarily corn and soy and routinely given growth hormones and antibiotics, and those that are responsibly raised, fed their natural diet, and never given growth hormones or antibiotics. ButcherBox gives me some peace of mind, knowing that I can trust my meat is the highest quality out there and that it will taste amazing. They allow you to order curated or custom boxes of meat, and they always come with recipe ideas for you to explore. My husband, Danny, and I are super excited about firing up our backyard grill this summer to enjoy our ButcherBox selections with tons of vegetables from our local CSA. And you can join us. ButcherBox is extending an awesome offer to you for listening to Pursuing Health. Just head to butcherbox.com forward slash Julie for $20 off your order plus a free order of their delicious bacon. Again, that's butcherbox.com forward slash Julie. Hope you can check it out and that it makes your life a little bit easier just as it has done for us. (music) 